Okay, we've all been there. You've been writing this manuscript or this work in progress for a long time, and you're almost done, but you're having a hard time working up the gusto for that final stretch of the project. Now, this can apply to writing the final act of your manuscript, or maybe you powered through the first draft already, but now the last part of the editing is really dragging. Believe me, I can tell you about that one right now. Why is it that the climax of the story is the most exciting part, but when it comes to doing the work, that final leg can feel like the slowest, most uphill portion of the entire thing? Well, I can tell you that it happens to everyone, that it is somewhat scientific, I'm gonna explain how, and that there are plenty of ways that you can combat this. So I'm gonna give you some tactical tips today that you can implement today to get back on track, power through your distractions, and finish that story. Yay! So stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. All right, so this is a common problem, of course, among authors, but also among artists and creators of all kinds. I, years ago, attended an LUW conference, and there was an author presenter there. His name was Clint Johnson, and he talked about what he called the inevitability of disappointment. Now, I do think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's worth repeating here because it's really important to understand, especially when you're having a hard time drumming up motivation to finish your project, all right? So... When he explained it, he got really sciency about it, and I won't do that. But he just talked about how when we come across something that is new to us, so say a new clash of ideas, a new premise, something that's you know going to maybe give us an idea for our next story that we're going to write. Well, there's a chemical reaction that happens in our brain. It's dopamine or whatever, and it creates euphoria or a sense of excitement. In other words, we get really, really excited about this new story idea. And of course, this is a good feeling. It's what gets us all hyped up. It's what gets us all passionate and excited to write our stories. So for example, let's say that I'm trying to think of what my next story is going to be. And all of a sudden I have this idea. I decide I want to write a vampire story, but maybe instead of going the way of Anne Rice, I will write a story that's way more family friendly about a teenage vampire and she falls in love with a vampire who's actually a really good guy with lots of humanity, lots of teenage angst going on. Now, of course, Twilight isn't new to any of us, but if I had been living under a rock for the last 15 years or so and really had never heard of it, that's that idea is new to me, right? It's new in my brain. And so I'm going to get excited about it. It doesn't have to be new to the whole world. We're talking about what's happening inside our own brains. And we get really excited and we feel this really intense high 
as we get excited about a new story, right? But then inevitably, as with all things, our brain gets used to the idea, okay? And that euphoria, that high goes away. Now understand that this feeling we get when the euphoria goes away isn't inherently negative. It's not a bad thing, but compared to the high we felt before, it's just less. So it can feel like a downer. And how does this manifest? Well, It can manifest at just about any part of the creative process. So it can be immediate right at the beginning. You know, after I think of Twilight, essentially, maybe three minutes later, I'm going, nah, that's dumb. Nobody will like that. Or maybe I realize that it's really similar to something that someone else put out recently and go, nah, it would just be a ripoff of that. Nobody would like that, you know. Um, It can happen a lot later in the creative process, too. We might work on a project for months, and then just when we're getting ready to finish, all of a sudden, we hit a wall, and we're like wow, after all of this, I totally think this is going to flop. You know, why am I still working on this project? No one's going to want to read it anyway. You see what I mean? We just have these doubts. We have these negative feelings. And it's really, it can be difficult to deal with at first, you know. But there's a couple of things you need to understand about this. Number one, this feeling is not unique to you. Like I said, it happens to all creatives, okay? And number two, having this feeling about a project does not make your negative thoughts on the subject true. (laughs) Okay, you really got to understand that. I know it can feel that way at the time when you want to be finished with the project, but you're not yet. And you're frustrated and you feel like you have no time and it's never going to get done and all of that. We've all been there. Okay. But let me ask you this. What I'm describing, have you felt this before? I'm betting that you have, at least to some extent. And That just goes to show that it's kind of universal because guess what? I've felt it before too on pretty much every project I've ever worked on. And Clint Johnson, who presented it to me, he felt that way. And most famous authors, you know, Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, Stephanie Meyer, have reported feeling the same way. So were all of them failures? Did all of their books flop? Of course not. Which means that feeling this way does not automatically mean your book is going to suck or that you shouldn't finish it. It wasn't true of them. It's not going to be true of you either. So two things, once again, that I really need you to understand and internalize about this. Number one, the inevitability of disappointment is a normal part of the creative process. As I said at the beginning, authors aren't even the only ones that go through it. Painters, musicians, poets, anyone who creates anything ever experiences this, okay? Blame the brain chemistry. It's just part of being human. But number two, the second thing that you need to understand, which is maybe even more important, is that you can power through it. Now, when people ask me how I get through this, I just like to say that I tell the inevitability of disappointment to go to hell and just keep writing, right? And I do. But I am actually going to give you some more specific tactical tips that you can use today to power through this because doing that is easier said than done. So grab a paper and pen or sit down in front of your keyboard or poise those thumbs over your phone keypad because you're going to want to remember these, all right? Number one, this may be a little bit... I don't know, obvious and all-encompassing in some ways, but make sure that the ending of your story is epic enough, that you're excited about it. I'm just saying, make sure that the reason you're not wanting to finish is not because you don't like the ending or um, because you feel like something's wrong with the story. And you guys, I I can say from experience that when I feel unprepared or like I'm missing something in my story, I really drag my feet and I don't even do it consciously. But what I've noticed is that once I sit down and figure out whatever it was that was wrong, my 
hesitation to finish, you know, my feet dragging and all of that instantly goes away. Okay, so make sure that it's not that. Because if it is that, then it's not a lack of motivation on your part so much as as it is you're trying to tell yourself that your story's missing something and you need to figure it out. So that may or may not be the problem, but just make sure that it's not. So that's kind of like number one box to check off. All right, number two, if that really isn't the problem, then remind yourself what made you love this project in the first place. I would recommend turning on some music. Maybe you have a playlist for your uh, particular story, or if not, then just turn on your favorite song, whatever gets you all excited and hyped up, and go over your favorite scenes in your mind. You know, the most exciting scenes, the most romantic scenes, the ones you looked forward to writing the most or had the most fun writing, And just use that to get yourself all hyped up and passionate about the project again. You really can manufacture that in yourself to get yourself back on track, okay? We all go off the rails sometimes. We all feel a little sluggish or a little burnt out, but you got to take a little bit of effort to get past that, right? And get back into the work. Now, the morning, in the morning of the day that you're going to work on the project, or you could do it the night before too. Some people do that. I want you to do a little bit of meditation. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be intensive, but... Just take five minutes, you know, take a deep breath, relax your body. That's how all meditation begins and set some intentions for what you're going to get done today. So the the reason I talk about doing this in the morning is we're just talking about your day in general. So maybe you wake up in the morning and you have to go to work and you're not going to get to work on your writing until later this evening. Even so, get up in the morning and set the intention that you're going to get this done today, that no matter what happens at work, you're going to have the capacity, the brain power, the energy to get this done and set that intention with a relaxed body and give yourself a minute to really make yourself believe it. The best way to do this, I found, is to, it's what Joe Dispenza calls um, becoming heart-centered. And so the idea is that if you're saying this, but you're feeling negatively about it, like you're battling doubt, and so you're just saying it over and over again, trying to force the affirmation or something, yeah, that's probably not going to be terribly helpful to you. So you need to take a minute, and it's just getting heart-centered just means feeling a warm and positive feeling in your chest about what you're saying, so that in that moment, you truly, truly, genuinely believe that you're going to be able to get this done, okay? doesn't matter what comes after, doesn't matter what else you think might get in the way, in this moment, just believe that you're going to be able to get this done, and set that intention, okay? It really does make a huge difference. I promise you. So that's what you're going to do, you know, maybe even hours before you write. It just depends on what your writing process is and when you're getting your writing done. Um, But the next part, number four, is going to be right when you sit down to work on your writing project. Okay, again, whether it's finishing your manuscript or editing or whatever it is you're trying to get, you know, push through and finish. So number four is shut out distractions. Now, before you throw tomatoes at me, I know that that's (laughs) saying that shut out distractions in order to write, it's almost become a cliche in our space because everybody says it so much. But at the same time, there's a reason for it to be cliche and it is something that you need to make sure that you're doing. Ask yourself honestly if it's outside distractions that are keeping you from finishing your project. Because we all know if we are, you know, getting distracted by texts, by the internet, by who's posting on social media, we're really not going to get our writing done. So we do need to shut out those distractions. I'm going to call those outer distractions. They're things from the outside coming in, distracting us from doing our work. But now we get to number five. And I want you guys to listen to this. You know, if you're multitasking, come back to me, focus on this. Because this is probably the single most important thing you can do to focus your mind and get back to finishing your work. So I've had people tell me before that all of the 
you know, conventional writing advice for how to get your, your words down doesn't work for them. They've said, oh, you know, I do shut out distractions. I do create an optimal space for me to write in. I do turn off my phone. I do all the things and I still can't get it done. And this is going to combat that, okay? The reason you can't concentrate when you do all of those things is because your brain is focusing on other things that you have to do. So even if you're sitting in a quiet room with no outer distractions, you're allowing inner distractions to keep you from getting your writing done. Now, these inner distractions may still have to do with the outside world, for sure, but it's your inner mind that's flinging them up in order to sort of procrastinate and not get your writing done, okay? So it's things like the thoughts you have that are about anything other than the writing you're trying to get done. I have to get this done. I have to drive my kids somewhere. I have to prepare for a work meeting. We're out of milk. I need to schedule an appointment. My hubby asked me to do that. I mean, you know what I mean. All of these things that we have to get done. And the biggest way that this shows up in a unique way for writers is that we start thinking about our next project, right? Our next story, our next characters, the next romance we're going to write. And I mean, all of that's fantastic. I'm I'm glad you're so excited about your next project, but you need to focus on finishing this project right now. So if you find yourself doing this and you're having a hard time concentrating and you're allowing these inner distractions to keep you from finishing, this is what I want you to do, and this is right before you sit down to work on your project, right before your you know, current writing session and whatever that may be. You're going to close your eyes, take a deep breath, relax your body, and then I want you to focus on what it is you are trying to write, what it is you're working on. Again, whether it's editing, whether it's writing, Let's say for the, for the sake of this example that you're trying to finish your project, you're trying to get through you know, the third act, the last scene, whatever the case may be. So you're gonna sit down, take that deep breath, relax, and then I want you to imagine your way through the scene that you're writing in your head. It's like closing your eyes and watch it play out on a screen in front of you, okay? The same thing can be done if you're working on editing or something else. But what this does is it focuses your mind on the task at hand. And as you're watching it, you just know that you're going to get the work on this scene done as soon as you have finished watching it, okay? It shuts out those inner distractions. It focuses you on what you're going to do. And as soon as it's done playing on the screen in your mind, you're gonna open your eyes and you're gonna get that work done, okay? You're gonna use this as a way to focus your mind on what you're trying to do. And it really does work. I've done it before. (laughs) All right, so that's number five. Like I said, single most important thing because you're taking control of your own thoughts and your own mind and you're going to force them to focus on the task at hand, right? And number six is practice, practice, practice. I've talked about this before, but the more you give in and don't do the work, the more you're building pathways in your brain to reinforce that that's what you should do every time. So every time you say, I'm going to sit down and write and then allow yourself to be distracted and don't do it, it actually becomes harder to sit down and write the next time because your brain will always do what you've done before. But if you can force yourself to sit down and do the work even just once, the next time it literally biologically becomes easier to sit down and do it, okay? And I can tell you that I, I go through this all the time. When I first started um, editing my the project I'm working on right now, 
it took me a little bit, a little while to actually sit down and edit it. And it was something that I knew it was a big edit. I knew it's, it's a long book that I've written. And it took me a few days to, even though I wanted to, and I was excited to get to the editing process and everything, you know, it wasn't like there was anything negative going on there, but it was like, I just hadn't done that before. So I was having a hard time getting my head around actually sitting down and starting. But after I did, and I did, you know, an hour or so of editing, then I didn't have a problem with that anymore because now my brain had a familiar pathway to follow and it was super easy to sit down and just get back to it, right? So this is something that is real in your mind. Keep that in mind. So sometimes you just have to force yourself, push through it, and it will be easier the second time. But using this technique to focus your brain get rid of outer distractions, then get rid of inner distractions will help a lot, I promise. So let's recap really quickly. Um, The inevitability of disappointment just means that you're going to have a time, usually at the beginning, when you're super excited and super passionate about your project and it's very easy to work on. But eventually, at some point in the creative process, you're going to hit a wall and you're going to feel like You're not sure you want to finish this project. You're not sure you want to work on this project anymore. But the thing you have to remember is that this is a normal part of the creative process, number one. And number two, that you can power through it. So the tips that I went over to help you power through it are these. Number one, make sure what you're working on is a worthy story, that it's not a matter of missing something from your story or you feeling like it's not good enough because that is what's keeping you from finishing more than anything else. Assuming that is not the case, number two, remind yourself of what made you love the project in the first place. Turn on some music, go through some of your favorite scenes, you know, just get yourself hyped up about it again. Number three, in the morning or perhaps the evening before, uh, do a little meditation, set your intentions and truly believe that you're going to be able to get this done and you will. When you sit down to write, number four, make sure to shut out outer distractions and then close your eyes, do a little bit of meditation, um, relax your body and play out in your mind the scene that you're going to be working on so that you can focus your mind on the task at hand. And then when you open your eyes, you're ready to go. You just get to work. And number six, practice, practice, practice. Just the more you do it, the easier it will become, just like everything else. Okay. Now, if you are interested in learning more details about this, more about how to focus your story, more about what, how you can make sure that your story will appeal to readers, to have confidence in your story, that it really will be up to par, and even learning the, the details of how to do the meditation you know, step-by-step, have have me walk you through it, all of that, then you're probably going to be interested in my upcoming course, Fiction by Design. So if that's the case, um, you can get on the early interest list, which just means I'll email you when I have more information about it and when it's becoming available. Um, It's at bit.ly forward slash fiction by design, and I will put that in the show notes if you need a clickable link. All right, so thank you for listening today. Thank you for being here. I really hope that this helps you. Look, even if you haven't experienced it before because you're so new at writing, at some point you're probably going to experience the lack of motivation. And I hope this helps you to power through it and finish your story because there's something so empowering about finishing your story. And even if it's the first thing you've ever written and it's, you know, really is pretty amateurish, that's okay. It's a step we all have to take. And the thing that I said about number six and, you know, creating pathways in your brain, that's actually true of finishing your story too. If you have written 10 stories and not finished a single one of them, 
you have to start finishing them. Even if you're just writing the crappiest ending you can think of because it creates the pathway in your brain to start finishing stories. You know, you've got to go, you've got to power through it at least once in order to break out of that habit. So make sure that you're doing this. Finish for the sake of finishing if you need to. And I'm, I'm not saying write a crappy story on purpose. By all means, do everything you can to make it fantastic. But if you're in a bad habit of that, sometimes you have to finish just to finish, just to get yourself over that habit, right? So power through, finish what you're working on, and then you can move on to your next fantastic, wonderful, unique, amazing project, okay? I believe in you, you can do this. And thank you for spending some time with me today. Have a wonderful week of writing, and I'll see you back here next time, same time, same place, bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.